Phoebe. I'm Clancy. And I'm Damien. You might be asking, what do two Aussies and a POM have in common? Quite a lot, actually. For starters, Her Majesty has her face on all our currencies. Even the coins. There's a great Union Jack floating around some flags as well. And we speak the same language, sort of. Somehow. Allegedly. Have we love winding each other up? What are we doing here then? Winding you up. But anyway, on this show we discuss current Australian politics. We take a look at past events. While on a mission to ensure the Governor General stays in their job. What? I didn't sign up for this. What? It's in the show's name, Phoebe. Welcome to Let's Save the Governor General. No, I don't want to. Kick him out. What about her? Or her. No, let's <laughs> just not have a governor general. Let's have a republic. With who is, pre- <laughs> with who is president? Not ScoMo. President ScoMo. President ScoMo. No, President Julia Gillard. President Craig Kelly. Hello, my name is Damien. I'm joined by the uh, always lovely Clancy and the always lovely Phoebe for this uh, special post-election wrap-up of uh, Let's Save the Governor General. How are we, ladies? We, we we are well. Well, I'm well. I don't know about Phoebe, but I'm I'm. Well, Phoebe's reasonably, always in good spirits. Um, so okay. It's, ah. It's, it's morning she's time for Phoebe, so she's breakfast. Ah. <laughs> she's lost my for words. How's Phoebe? Over my computer. How's Phoebe lost for words? I, I don't never quite understand. My breakfast went over my computer. We've had we've had a spill. What what what? And we've had a spill, which is very appropriate for post-election. Yeah, well, hey, yes, that's a. Uh, um, I think the first question to ask but is... Only, uh, but it's only, a, it's only a Liberal spill, though. It's no. not a Labour spill. <laughs> oh, no, no, I think there's a National Party spill happening as well. Well, oh. they're very well, maybe. Well, let's put it this way. As much as I would love there to be a One Nation Party spill, the Constitution of the One Nation Party prohibits it. <laughs> well, so, they yeah, didn't actually the get into Parliament, though, Phoebe. Say again? One, one Nation did not win a seat. I know, but the leadership of the One Nation Party has written into its constitution the following. Pauline Hanson shall be leader of the yes, One Nation autocracy. Party until she decides to vacate the office or she is no longer eligible to be elected to the Federal Parliament of Australia or she dies. Oh, and okay. then she dies. Pauline Hanson and only Pauline Hanson shall select a successor. And then the membership shall decide after the hand-selected leader chosen by Pauline Hanson has left office. Well, that's, that's supposing Pauline Hanson's still alive when um, that happens. Well, that's... Uh... But I think, I think without Pauline Hanson, apparently she's written in her will. Apparently Pauline Hanson has written in her will who's going to take over from her. Oh, come I don't want to say Holy more, crap. more, but I want to say I can't wait to see that. That would be, um, look, we'll have to wait and see that. But look, you can't really have Pauline Hanson's One Nation run by no one other than Pauline Hanson, otherwise it wouldn't be Pauline Hanson. Phone Nation Party. Phone Nation. Brian Harridan's One Nation. Well, you get the Hanson brothers run it. <laughs> okay. But here's the thing. Nick Zenfon team is now just Centre Alliance. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, and yeah. Are... Well, and Jackie Lamb is the Lambie Network. Jackie Lamb, the JLN, yes. Yeah. But no, um, so we have a we have a new Prime Minister. We have a new Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese. A- a- Anthony Elbow. Norman Albanese. Hey, Absolutely. hey, Damien, sound effects time. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> and for our depa- and for our departed Prime Minister. Sad <laughs> trombone time. Sorry? Yeah, definitely trombone time. Sad yes. trombone time. Bad trombone. Oh. Yes. Um, yeah. So uh, the I think the biggest takeaway, well, aside from Anthony Albanese now being uh, the Australia, I think thirty second prime minister, uh, the big takeaway is the rise of the teal independence. Not necessarily just the teal independence, but the ultimate rejection of the old guard two party politics. Oh yes, yeah, because because. Um, Basically, one third of votes went to the Liberal National Coalition. One third of votes went to Labor. But uh, if you count everything else up, between the Greens, the Independence, One Nation, uh, UAP, and the others, um, yeah, there's a, rough, a roughly equal split between those three forces. Absolutely. And if you go back, say, twenty years, you would have been laughing if you said that. 
Ah, yes. You would have been absolutely laughed at. Yeah, indeed. So when you had like when you had like John Howard with like ninety seats, it's like <laughs> yep. Those or, or those Kevin the Rudd winning with like ninety six seats. It's like what the hell? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, uh, so. <sighs> What is it? What is it? What is it? Um, so Labor are, I suppose, officially 75. on 75 seats. And there's, and there's yeah. like four seats left to decide. So there's a good chance that they will be uh, officially in. But uh, Anthony Anthony Albanese is already sworn in as Prime Minister uh, right before he got on a plane to go to Japan to meet with uh, Joe Biden. He had the quad uh, meeting. Yeah, the, the quad meeting. Uh, the so quad Joe meeting Biden, in Japan. Narendra Modi, and I forget who the Japanese Prime Minister is, but um, yeah, that was a... I look, I was that that impressed me rather much actually, and and Penny Wong of course. Ah uh, yes. So yes. Penny Penny Wong has made her made her long awaited um, appearance on the world stage as foreign minister, and mm-hmm. I reckon she's going to absolutely nail it. Yep, I think as um, long as as long as the policy, like, I think she's a very capable capable person. Oh, she's uh, incredibly capable. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll agree. There's just a. The name you are looking for is Fumio Kishida. That's the, thank you, you thank you. That's a uh, th- thank you. A uh, weird voice in my head because um, <laughs> I'm looking at you sitting there. It's like, oh, Fumio Kishida. So, and uh, I think Jim Chalmers is the treasurer. Yep. And wasn't there one other position already sworn in? Well, the top dog's been taken. So, Albo's puppy, <coughs> Toto, is Toto, top okay. dog. Yep. Yep. Toto has his own Twitter feed and everything. Okay. Hers, actually. It's a female okay. dog. She's uh, a female top dog. That's uh, it, you know. So actually, Biden's got major. True, that's a good point. Um, actually, uh, Albo's yes, got Toto. Yesterday, my wife was going uh, through a phone. She opened up Google, and you know how Google, like, um, if you tap on the search button, you'll get, like, the current trending uh, current trending searches. And up the top of the current trending searches was Anthony Albanese Pyjamas. Well, hey, I hope they're good pajamas. <laughs> and he my, is wife the pajama me, man. my wife asked me, Jamie, why is why is this in my search search auto search? And apparently, uh, Anthony Albanese was film was was photographed out the front of his property in a rugby top and pajama pants. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's like okay, that's this is the thing too. So Al- Albanese, Al- Anthony Albanese, as um, I've mentioned here in the past, was actually the member for Grainler where I was president of my branch mm-hmm. in Peterson. So I got to meet Albanese quite a few times and his then wife, Carmel Tebbett. Yep. Um, and their son, Nathan, who's Ooh. now probably in his mid-20s, I think. Yep. Um, and he, Anthony actually lives in a very modest yes. um, in house I think. in Marrickville. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, it's like a a, a, a brick terrace in Marrickville, mm-hmm. um, Be- mind you, which goes for probably over a million dollars. Yeah, these exactly, days exactly. Anyway. Well, but at say- the time, he, do you think bought he bought it, it, it for a million dollars, or do you think he, or do you think he got it through his job in housing? No, I, I think he probably purchased it um, twenty odd years ago for yes. not very much money before yeah. the housing bubble went. Completely crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was insane. Sorry? Absolutely insane. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The housing in Australia is just. The positions that have been sworn in so far, sorry to cut you off, the positions that have been sworn in so far are Prime Minister, Mm -hmm. Deputy Prime Mm -hmm. Minister, which is Richard Miles. That's right. Yes. Yeah, Richard Miles. Yep. Yep. Foreign Minister, Minister, which is Penny Wong. Mm -hmm. Treasurer, which is uh, Jim Chalmers. And the Attorney General, which is Katie Gallagher. Ah, I get yep. that. So, so they're all Katie they're Gallagher. Those people. All, look, all, all highly qualified individuals, I must say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, just on the point of uh, modest housing, uh, Julie Gillard, when she was Prime Minister, she lived in the, the working class suburb of Altona. And yep. she lived like directly opposite a high school in a, you know, a relatively modest, uh, you know, uh, yeah, brick brick veneer house. It wasn't wasn't too uh, like you wouldn't know that a the prime minister was living there. And it's like okay, that's, that's nice. Yeah. Whereas you compare it to like what Malcolm Turnbull <laughs> lived in uh, as as a merchant banker. I love I love seeing the term merchant banker. By the way, that's uh, yeah. He's a merchant banker with a capital W. Yes, it, yeah. yes, yes, with a silent W. You meant. Ah uh, uh, yeah. Uh, 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 
So uh, my prediction on the uh, on the live stream that Peter Dutton would uh, be the next uh, Liberal Party leader, it looks like that one's coming true. Mm, yes, and, 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 and look, I've got to say, a lot of people are quite happy about the facts because it means that he will never be Prime Minister. Um <laughs> <laughs> because no, um, no unless, the, unless it's some sort of okay. freak accident which yeah, enables him to what be I punished. say is everybody and his dog said that our mate Tony wouldn't be Prime Minister yep well no that's not true I said he was Tony Abbott said he'd be Prime Minister <laughs> yep I said he'd be Prime Minister about 15 years ago but also my cousin Parnell has evidently been um saying that he was going to be prime minister as well but look i i heard i heard albo in an interview this morning talking about peter dutton Mm -hmm. and they were asking him about you know peter dutton becoming the leader of the liberal party and he said something to the effect of i will never underestimate my opposition i've been underestimated over the years many times and look what happened so Yeah, That's it could be interesting. There could be fire, but it was it was nice to see that one of the very first things they did, or he did, was to allow the uh, the family from Sri Lanka to go back to Biloela. Yes, they've granted them a visa. But you don't want to be in yeah. Sri Lanka at the moment. No, Sri Lanka no, is well, no. tearing itself apart. Mm-hmm. No, but so this was this was the family that's been in Australia for several years. Both their daughters were born here. Yep. They were living in Biloela. They had lots of friends. They were very popular and they were suddenly, very well supported in Biloela. They're very well, well supported. Um, they were part of the community, and the Liberal government decided to deport them. Make an example of them. them. Exactly. So they're on Christmas Island for a while, and then yeah, I think great. they got that's relocated a... to Western Australia because one of the daughters was unwell. Yep, yep. Um, but they've actually been granted a visa to stay here in Australia mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, while it's all sort of being worked out, and um, they're preparing to welcome them home to Biloela, which is lovely. Which is which is lovely. The only uh, <laughs> misgiving I have is that if it's and I think this is one of the failings of immigration laws, of our immigration laws, is that one person has a lot of power. Well, but this is the thing, is it's like there's been a a misusing of that power for many years by the Liberal government yep. who have basically cherry-picked who they want to stay and who they want to go. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I mean, the, the French au pairs was a good example of that. Like, yeah, yes, you yeah, know. nannies. Um, and, and recently there was also a case a few months ago of a woman who was a childcare, the only person to provide childcare in a small remote um, Queensland town mm-hmm. who was from England and they decided to let her stay. And it's yep. like, well, what's the difference between her and the Sri Lankan family? Well, like, you know. It's like, do you remember the case of Kelly Webb, who was a yes. British, who was a British woman who'd lived in Australia for ninety-five percent of her life. She had children there, but she was a career criminal and an ice addict, and they let her stay because she went to the papers and she shouted about it. Nice. Well, they've nice. tried to deport Aboriginal people for Christ's sake. Yeah, that's a. Oh. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, a little bit unethical there. But no, it's just like it's just to me, it just kind of reeks like both on both both sides of the decision is that it just reeks of uh, people unilaterally making a decision. So previously, the Liberal government had unilaterally someone decided, "No, nope, you you guys are going back, going to Christmas Island," whereas now the Labor Party's come in and go, "No, nope, you guys can come in." It's like there's almost like like forget the process. We're just doing mm. this because we want to. We we want to. We we want we are, we either want feel goods or we want to make an example of yous. And to me, look at kind Novak. Of like, look at Novak Djokovic. Well, me. Yes. That was. Yep. That was. A judge said no. <laughs> a judge said no. Yeah, the, the judge said no. And then was, the minister yeah. went goodbye. <laughs> yes. And again, I just yeah, I just feel a bit. Uh, icky that it's become such a almost like a fiefdom 
Like, immigration has become like a personal fiefdom of whoever is the immigration minister. I've been to it an actual really, island, really which is an actual fief. We've actually we been are to a thief. thief before. I've been we're, to a we're, thief we're before. We're the thief of Australia. You're a thief uh-huh. of England, baby. I have actually been to a thief before. It is really weird. They have a seigneur and everything that runs the show. Mm-hmm. And that is the island of Sark. So that is an actual thief. There you go. How, cool. how do you spell Sarks? S-A-R-K. So until 2008, it was an absolute dictatorship run by the seigneur. Oh, okay. Seigneur de Sarks. <laughs> okay, yep. The Marquis de Sark. Marquis de Sark. Ooh. Oh, it's, near, it's between Jer- Jersey and Guer- Guernsey. Yeah, population like 600. <laughs> okay. I, yeah. I had a friend who lived on um, Guernsey. I've got a friend from Jersey, and I'm helping translate a book into the local language there. But anyway, we're digressing okay. quite a lot. Here. We are. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, but this does Islands segue quite Islands. nicely. This does segue quite nicely that a small country in Europe have been going slightly potty since Albanese became prime minister, and yeah. that is Albania. Albania, okay. I never thought Albania would get a run on let's save let's save the governor general, but here we go. Because Albo. Anthony Albanese Albo is of Albanian descent. So ah. they are going okay. slightly potty over this Albanian man as they're seeing it running Australia. Okay. But he identifies I as Italian. I thought he was Italian. His yes, father was meant don't... to be from Italy. Yes. But you don't understand the history of Albania. Albania has been colonized in and out and in and out and in and out and in and out by the Italians since like the fifth century. Okay, yeah. It was one oh, of the okay. first places that, you know, Benito Mussolini went, I'll have Albania back. Thank you very much. And he Thank went, you, and, you know, and he went and sent some ships over there. Oh, because Albania is like directly huh? across from Italy. It's it like is. just a, like a, a, yeah, a stone's that throw over the Adriatic Also, sea. has no one worked out what Albanese actually means? No, we're not that. So the Al- it means the Anthony Albanian. <laughs> ah, that's... Albanese means of our Al- from our Al- of or from Albania. Yep. Albanese. There, there we go. There you go. It makes it makes perfect sense, baby. Thank you very much. We, you we, are now, we are now cultured. There we go. We're uh, we're. You were always cultured. It was whether you were ignorant was the was the matter. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. We we we're, we're finished today. So um. <laughs> So it looks like now, now we're educated. We're indeed. So go back to the original topic. So it looks like Peter D- Peter Dutton has put his hand up, and there are some uh, there are reports that he will run unopposed for the leadership of the Liberal Party. And yeah, he's not he's not very popular on Twitter. I'll I'll, I'll say that much. Well, no. look, it's a bit he's of a shame. He's not very popular in the UK. It's a bit <laughs> of a shame, really, because I was really really hoping that they would be a full-on spill and a woman would take control of the Liberal Party. I have no idea who, who that would be, but it would be cool. Well, which, which woman in the Liberal Party do you think would, would you know, Michaela Cash? Yeah, Michaela Cash. Do you really be, want Michaela uh, Cash running? I, no, I, I'm not saying I want Michaela Cash, <laughs> for Christ's here's, sake. Here's what I want. No. Though. I want women to have the same level of incompetence and competence as men do. I want actual yeah, equality. Absolutely. I want people to realise that some women are just shit at their jobs and yep. some we, men are just shit at their jobs and yes. some men are fantastic are right. we, at their jobs. We, we, we deserve an opportunity to fuck up just as badly. I thought, I thought they were saying that yeah. everyone rises to his or her <laughs> level of incompetence uh, was true. Well... So I, I think Bridget Archer actually hinted that she might run over. Okay, uh, yep. Actually tilt for it. Um, so she was one that I was thinking would be good, you know, because she's the Tassie, Tassie Gill, and she's mm-hmm. crossed the four on a number of occasions too. So she was actually um, fated a little bit for that because, you know, uh, Lambie Network tried to recruit her. Yes. Another one was Susan Lay. Ah, uh, yep, yep. Yeah, uh, so they did talk about her. Um, if I remember correctly, Susan, wasn't she? Susan Lay's for... not that, not that outlandish as a selection. Susan Lay, she's not that outlandish. No, no, but no, I think, I think did... the last time she hit the news was like she bought an apartment off the plan in on the Gold Coast, and didn't declare mm-hmm. the travel expenses or something for it. Yeah. Oh, it was some. It was some. Yeah, like that. I know what you mean. 
There, so there was also there was also talk about um, Anne Rustin, who they were going to put in as health minister. Okay, yeah. Um, and I think Maurice Payne, of course, was the other one. Oh yeah, that's a, um, the the woman who didn't report um, a certain person being uh, assaulted in her office. Yes, indeed. So I think that sort of put the kibosh on her. Yeah, but yeah. you know, look, it, it would it would have definitely. Um, Diffused and degassed mm-hmm. a lot of um, opposition, I guess, to Dutton. Yep. If they'd have done that, it would have certainly surprised quite a few people, and okay. I think it would have blindsided all of the all of the journo's. But unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. they've taken the predictable path. Yep. But I think just just out of, out of anyone in the Liberal Party at the moment, uh, the person with the most runs on the board. Uh, would be Peter Dutton. And that's kind of why I said last Saturday that, yeah, Peter Dutton would probably be the lead because I think just he's got he's got the profile and the experience. He's the most hated, hated Liberal on both sides. What I will say, which makes him a perfect leader, here, which makes him perfect. What I, the thing that gets me about Peter Dutton here, <laughs> the thing that gets me about Peter Dutton here is that when... Good old Tony was told to Tony out. Uh-huh. He got blindsided by ScoMo for crying out loud. This is a person to be blindsided by. True. ScoMo. He's already been marketing. told to get out once. <laughs> so, no, look, uh, Peter, look, Peter look, it'll be, it'll, it will be interesting. I, I hope, I hope. Um, and I think it's likely that Dutton will sort of do a complete reshuffle and then yep. um, it'll be obvious that everyone hates him and then they'll reshuffle again. Yeah, so, so maybe but, a year before the next election there'll be... Uh... Uh, look, that's that's what I'm hoping, and yep. I'm hoping that Albanese will do such a good job that everyone will be like, oh, why didn't we vote for you before? <laughs> yep. But looking because at the we Liberal... realised that you were a moron. Well, if you look, if you go he's to not Liberal... a moron though. No, he's not a moron. But he's he, just a, he, he's he just a moron the in the sense of... of he's a moron in the sense of that he hasn't quite realised that it's all going to be a lot of how can I put this? You had your chance, mate, and you were told unequivocally go away back when Scott Morrison took over. Oh, you're talking about Dutton. I'm yeah. Oh right. yeah, sorry, I was still on yeah, Dutton. Yeah, no. So Have no, you moved no, on now? no. I thought you meant. I think I thought you meant Tony, who's definitely not a moron. No, but Peter. Peter. No, I, yes. I, I, I don't Look, think Peter's Mr. a moron. Mr. Either. Potato Head, as he's fondly known, <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> or Voldemort, as he's not so fondly yeah, known. Yeah, uh... um, Look, the, the main issue with him too, though, is I think a lot of the history will come out now. Especially, I think one of the reasons. Uh, that Morrison and Dutton and quite a few of the Liberals were so opposed to us having an ICAC, a federal ICAC, was because it would uncover quite a lot of naughty things that they have done in their past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and Dutton yeah. has a history. Really? Okay. You know, Dutton was, Dutton was once a police officer. Yes, yes. And this leads and me to this leads me to one of my uh, one of my points that Peter Dutton has all the charm of an ex cop. That's exactly it. He's so just, so yeah. so I think that probably a lot of these sorts of things will come to light. Mm-hmm. Um, as always happens in politics, as, as soon as something as gets to the happens. top. Yep. But just uh, something interesting, if you go to liberal.org.au, um, as of time of recording a uh, 5.31pm Sunday evening at AESC, Scott Morrison is still uh, top and centre of the of the webpage of, for the Liberal, Liberal Party. Uh, strong, economy, strong economy, stronger future. That's sad. Oh, dear. So I've always thought, I just, I just want to stop everyone here. That slogan is just so cringe. <laughs> it's just so cringe. Okay, strong economy, stronger, stronger future. future. Yep. Oh, it sends shivers down my spine because all I can say is that this 
This just screams to me, and Clancy will get what I'm about to say here. It just screams to me of white drunk man down the pub. Oh, yeah. Going, going yeah, we need strong economy. Yeah, we need stronger future. Yeah. What do we want? Strong economy. When do we want it? Now. Absolutely. And that was, I think that encapsulates the Scott Morrison Liberal Party 2022 yeah. election campaign. Yes, yes. Who am I? Scott Morrison. What do we want? Strong economy. When do we want it? Stronger future. What do we want? Stronger future. When do we want it? Now! Actually, this also reminds me, I don't know how many video games you ladies play, but uh, Wolfenstein, oh. the, new, the New Order. Oh, Wolfenstein, the New Order. Is it that? That's one of the better ones. Because I was playing Wolfenstein all the way back when it was Wolfenstein 2000, was it? Uh, and yeah, Wolfenstein yeah, yeah. Okay, 3D. No, about, yes, uh, yes. Uh, about, but, I think, five or six years ago, remember, that they rejigged the whole series, and it's, it's actually really yeah, good. Order, but on, on the loading screen, they have, like, um, various, like, propaganda phrases in German. And one of them translates to strong heart, stronger will. And I'm just reading this uh, thing from on the Liberal Party website, Strong Economy, Stronger Future, and I just can't help but think that you know they they lifted something as uh, as simplistic and propagandistic as you know something from a loading screen of a of a game in which the Nazis rule the world. Just, it just I don't know. Just... It does look. It does actually sound very much like that, and it's always been my argument against. Um liberal government is that they always argue the economic angle uh -huh. um, and they always talk about um, reducing the national debt and cutting services and all this sort of thing and it's yep. like well my argument has always been government is not business True. you don't go into government to make a profit you go into government to provide services a better life for, for your people yes. yep. exactly and part of that is going to involve going into some debt to do that. True, true. And However, the way any capitalist economy is set up mm -hmm. is that they have to borrow money to do that, which in, it also involves debt. Yep. But that's why you tax people is to pay for those services. So, yep. you know, if you're not taxing the people that can afford to pay for it, which is the rich ones, and you're cutting deals with, the rich ones to reduce their tax debt and to um, actually favour them with contracts and things like that, uh -huh. you're not actually doing any favours to the rest of the population who are the ones that you're supposed to be governing. Um, so that's always been my main objection to the way that the Liberal parties view okay. economics because it's not, I mean, it's definitely a capitalist model. It's not a, a, a socialist democracy Um and Gough Whitlam definitely pushed the socialist democracy model with free education and free yeah. healthcare, Medicare, yeah, all those yeah. sorts of things. And I'd have to say that's actually like helped revolutionise Australia, like yeah, especially, it has especially Medicare. Especially Medicare. Definitely. And I mean, if you compare it to a country like America, mm -hmm. who's more successful? Definitely yep. us. Um, you know, having having a rabid economy doesn't actually do any favours for the poor people. It's quite no. However, it is a balancing act in that, like, you do need to raise money, but you also don't want to take so much money out of those who can afford to pay that it's a disincentive. You know. Oh no, and, and I and I agree with that, but that's I mean that's capitalism. Capitalism demands that. Yes. Um, if yes. you're going to have any sort of economy that's based on that capitalist model, then you have to have that give and take somehow. But, but thinking, having but said thinking, all that, the Northern European companies have done that quite well. Mm -hmm. uh, Did you say Northern like European Norway. companies? Countries. Con countries. It sounded like on my end that you said Northern European companies. No, countries, sorry. Uh, anyway, so Northern uh, European countries have done that quite well. Mm -hmm. Um So, you know, there's no reason why we can't do that here in Australia. We have comparable 
populations. It's we just have a yes. very different geography. We do indeed, do indeed. Now, Can't just I'm sharing while screen. Clancy, while you were saying all that, um, while I was listening, I was I was going through the Liberal Party uh, plan on their website and this talking point union lawlessness yes this has been a while since union lawlessness restoring the building watchdog more accountability allowing unions to demerge banning secret payments protecting owner-operated truckies and protecting vulnerable workers (laughs) by destroying their union (laughs) that's right yeah, and right. just 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 look at that just look at that photo that they've uh, yeah. ki- kindly handpicked. Bunch of bloody thugs. Yeah, it's called, uh, he, he's called Scott it's, Morrison. It's, <laughs> it's, it's look it's looking very UK um, F- young hooligan. Nazis there, isn't it? It's looking oh, very it's much National Action Party there, yeah. there. It did look very much National Action Party, and oh. hey, far, fast and efficient broadband—that's that, what they also promised as well. Can yeah, I just well, ask you something, Damo? Damo, I need yeah. to ask you something. What should I think of this kind of plan? Uh, what do you mean? The uh... you know, you know who your employer <laughs> is. You know what they do. They provide people uh, with. Yes, uh, they they make uh, bits for planes. Um, look, the, whichever party wins, I think there was always going to be a strong focus on uh, on, on military, and partly because military does provide a lot of manufacturing jobs in Australia. Yeah. So I think it's uh, like now that cars have gone, now that uh, trinkets are made overseas in uh, places like China and India for like a very very low very low cost base. I think one of the biggest things that we have is uh, military, and yeah, I I'm a little bit conflicted in that like the, the fact that the government is spending military means I am more likely to have a job, but. Yeah, I wish I wish there wasn't a need for military action anywhere in the world. Is, uh... Even if it's even if you do get to annoy the French, I'd rather not annoy the French. It's not hard. Well, you can just buy you can just buy your submarines from America. Instead. Yeah, you can. But it's good that um, it's good that the French are now picked up the phone to talk to Alban to Anthony Albanese and say you know we oui, we oui, bonjour whatever 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 they're saying on the phone to each other. Oh yeah, but here's the thing that get, that gets me though. Is we've now got rid of the people that made the ridiculous decisions and started to trash Australian yeah. reputations abroad. Do we think this is the end of them in government? Those people that were in the last Morrison government, yeah, and that were hangovers from the Abbott government that carried forwards. Do we think this is the end of them? Or will we see them in the next Liberal National uh, it's, Cabinet? It's hard to, it's hard to say, um, given that you do still have people like Peter Dutton, um, uh, who else was there, um, Alan Tudge, uh, Maurice Payne, uh, Susan Lee, um, all those people yeah, who were who were there around the last, uh, around Tony Abbott, uh, Tony Abbott era. Actually, that, that, that's a good point, though, Damien. What, what will become of Alan Tudge? You know, I guess what will he... become of Tudgy? <laughs> uh, I think he'll. I think he'll learn not to get involved with his staffers for a for, for a start. Um, that'll. Uh... Do you think? Do you think that ICAC will say hello? Can we have a chat with you, mate? I, I, will, I think they very may well. Yeah, I think they they remember. But no, there was one. Uh, like just speaking of the French, there was one quote that I shared with you uh, last Sunday that the French. Uh, who was it who said? Um, uh, a gentleman uh, who was like the former. What was he? Uh, Le Drian. Who was? Oh, I'm trying to think. Oh, where. I know who you mean. It's really going to. It's going to be really annoying because I can't remember. Was that the so, foreign uh, the foreign minister? Because yes, I, the, I remember. I, yeah, the French foreign minister. So, and I'll I'll read the quote out. I can't stop myself from saying that the defeat of, of Morrison suits me fine. Uh, Le Drian yep. told reporters on Sunday morning AAC as he handed over to his successor, Catherine Colonna. The actions taken at the moment when they were taken were of such brutality and cynicism, and I would even be tempted to say of unequivocal incompetence. Gotta love the French. Gotta love the French. It does. It sounds very, yeah, very, very French. They're very... Uh, Yes. Now, uh, speaking of uh, speaking of spills, uh, the the National Party are also going to uh, have a, a three way tie between uh, who was it, uh, Darren Chester, 
Okay. So, uh, Darren Chester, um, old mate Barnaby, and there was someone else who wanted to put their hand up as well. The other thing that gets me about good old Barney <laughs> is how does he keep on coming back? So because he, he, he was he was part of the constitutional eligibility scandal. <laughs> yes. He was part of the let's have sex with somebody I shouldn't have had sex with scandal. Mm-hmm. And, have a and baby his party him. has just been stumped. David Littleproud, that's the, the other elections. one. Sorry, his like, party did... has just been thumped. Mm-hmm. Actually, to, to be fair, Phoebe, the Liberal no, Party it... was thumped, but not but the Nationals. Gotta... Yeah, the Nationals actually. The Nationals, the nationals the retained they all their seats. Any... They may do, but they don't have any safe seats anymore. Well, no, they, but they did retain their all their seats. But they didn't pick up any seats, did they? No. no. Like, they, they were never really expected to anyway. Like, it's very rare. I understand it. But his party lost a large chunk of its votes. It may have held on to its seats, but that's mm-hmm. because its seats were so far on the pendulum that you would <laughs> yeah. have needed to, you know, deconstruct the pendulum and reset magnetic <laughs> north. There, there's a that's swing how far round. That's how far round on the pendulum the National Party was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the National Party is now going to have to start fighting seats that it was never yes. normally going to fight. And I it, just wonder if the coalition will continue. Well, that, I think that's a really good question, actually, Damien. Thank you. Um, I do wonder if the, the coalition will continue because I think the nationals are ra- rather realise that probably the Liberals aren't good for them at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's there's some funny memes going around. I saw one pop up on Facebook and it was basically if you, you've got potatoes and beetroots, is, <laughs> does that make roast, you know? So, so <laughs> oh, I like beetroot. <laughs> They're both brucid. What can you say? Beetroot so, is funny. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I think that is actually um, a valid thing to say. But at the same time, I've been hearing lots of stuff about um, Joyce. People love him for some reason. Like, that's your point, um, yep. Phoebe. Is for some reason, they love him. I don't get it. It's a bit like I don't Trump get it fever. either. He is uh, a straight shooter. I'll, I'll, he he will say what is on he, his mind, and he has that you know that that. Yeah, but sometimes people don't want to hear what's on his mind. Uh, but the people that the people of his constituency seem to dig, you know, what it is that he does. Yeah, I did, and I did his someone... constituency nearly elected a one nation party person because true. one of the seats, one of the seats that the Nationals have. The two-party preferred is Nationals One Nation. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what seat that happens to me? I can find out for you. If you could, I'd be very, <laughs> very interested in it. <laughs> Look, I, I don't know if you remember this about me, Damien, but my great-great-grandfather was actually a founding member of the country party which is what became the nationals mm-hmm. yep so i have a very disreputable um family lineage. and not very proud family history <laughs> <laughs> i just I, I'm, I'm just amazed by like your your family i would not be surprised if somewhere down the line you discover one of your cousins is a is a one nation uh one nation candidate uh so another one of your cousins is a, is a united australia I party candidate. i have the seat Probably a second cousin three times removed. Oh, Maranoa, yes, yes, that one. That is uh, in Queensland. Yes, Mm. the division of Maranoa. In 2019, the two-party preferred was Liberal National, One Nation. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Actually, that's quite funny because I'm I'm just on the Nationals, um, uh, Nationals webpage. Yep. And they've got a thing that says catch up with us on Facebook and then right underneath it's got, sorry, something went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, in- incredibly, incredibly fitting. The David Little Crowd had to take on the One Nation Party. Oh, dear. Yeah, 
Oh, well, yeah. it's also quite telling that the young nationals are for under 35s. Well, that, that that is young. That is, that is indeed young. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, what else did we find out from the election? Um, so, not many people. Uh, not many people went for um, the Pauline Hanson slash United Australia Party uh, extremism. No, that was that was that was actually a little bit of a surprise to me. But I was I, very pleased I to see some other parties. Sorry, carry on. Oh no, it's all right, Phoebe. I was I, I was not actually expecting that to happen. I was expecting there to be a bit more of a swing towards them in the regional areas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, further to the right from the lids. But in fact, it went to the the tails. It yes. seems all the the independents. And and I think as some snarky person uh, made comment on on our Twitter account, um, if you ever feel like a goose, just real, just remember that uh, Clive Palmer spent almost a hundred million dollars in advertising to get zero seats. Indeed, I know. I'm sorry, but you know, and I think I might have responded something about it's just a shame he didn't actually put that into schools and hospitals. <laughs> No, but I've done a lot better with it. Yeah, but it is just uh, interesting how, like, you know, all these, like, um, core flutes and all the YouTube uh, advertising and all the. Oh, my my wife's name. Cool. Um, Bloody core flutes. The bloody core flutes. Didn't didn't Barnaby get into trouble for something to do with core flutes being stolen? I don't know. I, I, I remember something vaguely about that. It was a bit weird, is all I can say. Barnaby, something weird about Barnaby? Oh, no, really? Come on. <laughs> say it ain't so, Phoebe. Say it ain't so. But now, um, the Senate, the Queensland Senate, uh, we were discussing just before we started recording um, that Pauline Hanson may or may not uh, have her, get her Senate seat back. It is a very tight thing, and... All I can say is that it looks like it's going to be mm-hmm. squeaky bum time for her squeaky bum if she gets out. back in. I am just looking at the AEC. Uh, oh, sorry, the AEC uh, uh, results. So the Liberal National Party have two point four quotas. The ALP have one point seven five quotas. Uh, the Greens have 0. 0.8085 and PHON have 0. 0.514 of a quota. And go one below it. Uh, the Liberal Democrats are 0.1692 of a quota. Legalised... Actually, hold on. Let me uh, sort it by... Um... Yes. Ah, oh, no. That's, sorry, I've, uh, I've ordered it wrong. So Liberal National Party, uh, 2.48 of a quota. ALP, 1.75. The Greens, 0. 0.85. Pauline Hanson, yeah, five of point five one. Uh, legalized cannabis, point three six of a quota. So it all depends on where the preferences go. Yes. So that's, and that's basically what they're counting with the postal votes at the moment. That's why that's why there's um a bit of consensus that the Labour Party will probably win the seventy sixth seat. Mm-hmm. Or legalized cannabis will win it. <laughs> Now that would be a uh, that would be a result. because it could, sounds absurd to say that legalized cannabis could win the seat, but the preferences have been going to legalized cannabis much more than people were expecting. Yep. Well, you know, Phoebe, those preferences they flow. They do. <laughs> Let's put it this way: it's, it's those all preferences they don't just flow. They don't just flow. But they get the munchies and they, you know, eat up other candidates. <laughs> well, look, no. uh, the, the munchies are made out of wheat and, uh, and and grain, which will then flow to the National Party. Wait, to, to wait, the farmers. Wait, wait. It could be a bong bong result. <laughs> it could be. It could be. It could be. It could be. It could be the bang. It could be the bong. Uh, but look, um, single yeah. issue single issue voters have made it to uh, the Senate before. I think Nick, that's where Nick Zenfone... Voters enthusiast party. Yes, that oh, they, uh, the our, sport our, party. The sport, yes. But then they got told yeah. go away because which was the one that got told go away because there was some discrepancy. Everyone, <laughs> Brian Harris. No, I'm, because, I'm just because I'm just looking at these results. Sorry, baby, I'm, I'm I know I'm interrupting. Um, I'm just looking I at these results earlier. in the tally room, and Centre Alliance, who I've never heard about, have won one seat. Yep. In, uh, in I heard the Central Alliance. 
Centre Alliance is what was Nick Jensen's team. Oh, is it? Okay. And Catter's Australian Party's won one seat in Queensland. That was sort of expected, I yeah, guess. Yeah, so there's no, like, he, he'll retire in yeah. a pine box. Yeah. Um, so the independents have got 10 seats total. Mm-hmm. And unavailable was still the one seat that obviously Labor Party needs to get. Yep. So it's just, it's it's an interesting state of affairs. It is. Now, um, the other uh, big state of affairs are all the eastern suburbs uh, electorates in Melbourne that, that were traditionally Liberal but have fallen to either Labor or Teal Independence. Teal's. Uh, yeah, Teal. So I think the biggest, the biggest high, high profile one was uh, Josh Frydenberg losing Kuyong to Dr. Monique Ryan. Oh yeah, that was, a, that was, that was pretty a, amazing. Actually, that was uh, Higgins. Higgins was Peter Costello's uh, former seat. Uh, you know, a few few elections ago, uh, mm-hmm. Katie Allen lost that to the Labor Party. Uh, Deacon is on an, is on a knife's edge. Uh, Alan Tudge had like a twelve percent swing against him and is held on by by a. By the skin of his teeth, um, he held on by the squeaky bum. Yeah, the squeaky bum. Um, Chisholm, uh, probably the the one of the surprising results is Chisholm, where Karina Garland has uh, kind of had a very comfortable win over Gladys Gladys Lou. Yeah. So not well, of course even... we 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 had a close a close one here for Lions, which I don't uh, think anyone yeah, that's right. Yeah. So. Um, it looks like um, Mitchell's scraped in by the skin of his teeth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, um, Lions, let me just check where what that is looking like on the L- Yeah, Brian L- L- Mitchell's got 55.18 and... <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah, it is a... Uh, yeah, there's only like 678 votes. Yeah. Uh, in it. That is... Oh, that's... So that got called... Cool. That got called by Anthony Green a couple of days ago, and Brian yep. Mitchell was going, "Hang on, <laughs> we don't know yet." I'm not not comfortable there, but um, not comfortable there. But it is interesting yes. that Susie Bauer got a 13% swing in favour of of her. So Brian Mitchell well, took a 7.3. I've never even heard of Susie Bauer before. Well, there you go. You might hear of her in 2025. May may very well. Stranger things have happened. Yes, <laughs> don't 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 say that. Don't say that. True. But so it looks like the other. Was, there was there was something I did want to say, and that is I wanted to hone in on the Australian Capital Territory Senate results. With um, yeah. David Pocock. That is correct because he made history. He made history because he is the first minor party independent senator to represent the Australian Capital Territory. Nobody outside of the big two has ever represented the Australian Capital Territory. And I just wanted to, you know, say that that is probably indicative of where Australian politics is going. Fair enough. I think, look, I think this election has definitely showed that a lot of people um, were very sick of the status quo. And they wanted to shake it up a bit, and that's why so many independents got voted for. Um, it's definitely given the Libs and the Nationals <laughs> and the Labor Party a bit of a wake-up call um, that they need to realign a little bit. It's just curious, though, too, that, you know, the, the Libs, the reaction that they've had to it is to go even further right yeah, because the just on that the Sky News uh, crew is uh, yeah kind of rooting really going going hard for sorry that's, said the wrong thing twice um, barracking uh, strongly supporting the you know the the, the Peter rooting Duffins. and going hard. <laughs> Your canoe that you get out and go down the river on. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just mean, had my, I just they, had my they, wife come in and give well me a kiss. Well, and truly, Roger. Oh, <laughs> no, so um, yeah, so the Sky News. I think like Paul Murray, Andrew Bolt, Rita Panahi, uh, Peter Credlin. Um, you know, those are the, the Chris Kenny, the the, the Sky News rabble rousers are if, far from being introspective and reflective. Were saying basically, oh, they should have gone even harder for um, yeah. To push their, push their message. Uh, just on um, the ACT Senate, has David Pocock actually got it uh, confirmed? The 
to, to get a Senate seat. I know he's a, will, he's strongly in the right. my understanding, he has actually got the seat. Oh, to my understanding. That is a. Uh, but I, I'm prepared to be wrong on that one. My enough. understanding is he's actually got the seat. Okay. Uh, let's look at the quote, the provisional quotas uh, just off the AEC. Oh, geez, that is a. Uh, so ALP have got 1.0039 of a quota. Liberals have got 0.756 of a quota, and David Pocock has 0.635 of a quota. Mm. Yeah. So this will be very, very, uh, very, very interesting. But look, um, given uh, I think you're right though the the fact that the independents and people like David Pocock have got such strong turnout means that party politics is. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if this is the rev- if this is the election that has revolutionised Australia, but I think it will be a massive wake up call to, uh, yeah, to everyone involved. The thing that got me though was hearing a lot of, particularly Liberal Party former MPs and MPs no longer in safe seats, going, "Well, what do we stand for? Well, who are we?" What are we conserving? We are not conserving anything anymore because we don't have these homeowners in the suburbs anymore. So you need to actually have something to conserve to be a conservative, which I thought was actually quite eye-opening, really, because it was as if they were going, is it time to, you know, chuck the party in the bin and start again almost? Which I think Matthew Guy might be on the way to doing in Victoria. So in November, we will be having a the Victorian state election. And I think one of the first victims of that was Bernie Finn. Now, I'm not too sure if you ladies are familiar with Bernie Finn. Bernie Finn is probably one of the most uh, high-profile... Oh, yes. Uh, yes, uh, prolific anti-abortion activists. Uh, he recently made the news after the Roe v. Wade... Uh, dis- uh, part, uh, provisional decision was leaked and I think he went on Facebook and said that he prays that abortion ends in Victoria and he wants to ban abortion even for people who have been sexually assaulted, uh, people being made pregnant yeah. against their will um, Matthew Guy kind of said, pull your head in mate uh, then last Tuesday the party had a uh, had a caucus vote and he is now, he's, he's a member of the organisational party but he is no longer a member of the parliamentary party yeah, he's Yes, and I think that is because Matthew Guy really wants to have like a clear run at at November, and people like Bernie Finn, um, as much as the Liberal Party call themselves a broad church for uh, diverse opinions, um, yeah, they're a broad church, but they're still a church. <laughs> they, they are. This is, part of, this is part of the issue, really. Is but, that you know I, that's part of the core. Mm. ethos of most conservative voters is yeah. that they're still following that ethos mm. um but yeah i did i did read about bernie finn and he made some pretty um stupid comments. comments yes oh yeah yeah totally but he's um, he's been that he's been he's been in the business of of that for a while it's that's the thing it's not a new thing no no it's just that it's just that you know, society has moved on. Which makes me think not. that Bernie Finn was one, what is the first sacrifice uh, that Matthew Guy needs to make. Mm. Um, yeah, a lot, actually, alongside uh, Tim Wilson, was it? Oh, no, sorry, Tim Smith, not Tim Wilson. Tim Tim Smith uh, for his uh, for his cra- crashing out last year. That was a. It's, look, Bernie Finn's actually been kicked out of the Liberals altogether. I think. Uh, no, I, I, from my understanding, he's part of the organ, the Liberal Party organisation. So okay. he, so he, he's free to recontest the, the upper house seat. Uh, come, you know, come pre-selection time. But who in the who in the Liberal Party will actually vote for him? Uh, is a. That's, is, that's a very good question. Is an yeah. Interesting question, yeah, yeah. Um, but having said that, like the the reason given by Matthew Guy for his expulsion was that uh, something like you know you can't you can't go on and uh, misbehave on social media, and it's like well, I don't think Bernie Finn actually misbehaved on social media. He you know he said some pretty strident things, but I don't think he actually misbehaved. Well, he didn't necessarily misbehave, but he just said stuff that everyone knew that he already. 
believed yeah. in anyway. Yeah, exa- exactly. The, yeah. Which kind of just so, makes me think yeah. that Matthew Guy ha- is, is sacrificing him to, yeah, try to win government I, I in, think, in November. I think you, you're probably right. So speaking of sacrifices, um, I think one of the the big sacrifices for Labor was uh, Christina Keneally. Oh, yes. Um, I should t- talk to them more about that. Yeah, so I mean, I th- I think I may have predicted. Yeah, um, yes, you in did. The yes, you mentioned podcast the... that I yep. didn't think that this would necessarily be a successful move that Labor um, parachuted Christina Keneally. Well, from your seat. understanding, why was she parachuted in? Because just to, just to clarify, the seat that she was contesting, I forgot what's the name of the seat again. Uh, so it's Fowler. That's right, Fowler. But she yeah. gives and, and Fowler. And they, is, and they, say, Fowler is well, one of these like Western suburb seats, but Christina it's a Keneally Western lives. Suburb seat. And Western suburb seats in that area tend to have quite a large um, multicultural population of people from an Asian ancestry and other yes. multicultural areas. Yeah, yeah. And they actually had quite a few very qualified candidates mm-hmm. who had put their hands up. Yep for pre-selection, um, that Labor, uh, unfortunately, to their detriment, which this is proven, um, would, would have preferred to, you know, would have been better off running, with a local candidate. I think, yep. with the local candidate. And as it happens, a local candidate who was of, you know, Asian heritage, um, Dai Lee, who's yeah. an independent mm-hmm. Um, did actually win against Keneally. Yes. Um, yep. And and you know I seriously misjudged the the whole temperature of the area. Yes. Yep. You know they really wanted somebody who was going to be um, a, a true representative yep. for that area, um, and they were being told that, and it's just mm-hmm. you know it reminds me of what happened when. Um, Cheryl Kernow left the Democrats and oh, we yes. also had um, Peter Garrett got parachuted into a seat. It's, yep. It goes against everything that Labor really stands for. I mean, you'd expect that from the Liberals, but not from Labor. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, sort of in, like in, it's actually a bit of a kick in the guts because Labor's always... Sorry, you first, you first. Yeah, go on. I'm just saying that Labor's always presented themselves as a grassroots party, and it smacks of elitism. Oh, okay. But in Victoria, um, especially in the western suburbs uh, of of Melbourne, uh, it is common for candidates to be parachuted in. So in my my part of the world, that stuff is nothing new. And, I just and, think and, it's and, and a the bad whole, strategy. Yeah, well, so the whole Adam Somurek scandal was actually done in uh, one of these like working class suburbs, where you know Labor, well, Labor has a very, a very strong, uh, very strong hold. But just so with with Christina Keneally, my understanding of the Christina Keneally fiasco was that she was pushed down to uh, contest a lower house seat because of a factional deal where she had to give up her upper house seat. Well, she she was previously a state Labor. I mean, she was a premier. Yeah, she was. She yes, yes. But I'm saying, like this time round, she was she was a senator. Yeah, she was a senator. Yes. And so yeah, so they were trying to put her into the to mm-hmm. the um, I House. Yep. But you know, I think it was a big mixture. If she'd have stayed in the Senate. Probably it wouldn't have been yeah, an issue. But my my feeling though is that she didn't get the choice. The, the party made the choice for her. Yeah. It always is a weird one to actually dissect because you'll never actually know what goes on behind the closed door. And we can only, you know, guess at what's behind that door. But it does always feel very much like, um, how can I say this? The smoke-filled back room has kind of caught fire here. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a good Look, way of it, it. It interests me too because Albanese's been such um, a power broker in the Labor Party for such a long time. Yeah. You know, he's, al- he's always been one of the ones who was in the back rooms doing the deals and working out who should run. And really they've made a big 
misjudgment with yeah. Christina Keneally. Indeed. And um, speak, speaking of judgment, misjudgments by Christina Keneally, uh, there was an interview I read with her that she did either today or very recently where she effectively blames the fact that she lost, uh, like she didn't get the seat on the fact that uh, people were still angry about COVID lockdowns. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't get that. No, I don't get that. I really either. don't, especially especially because the COVID lockdowns were put in place by the by the liberal the government of Gladys Berejiklian and Dominic Perrottet. Yeah, that that makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm sorry, but uh, you know, look, I, I've, I've done a bit of I've done a bit of work work in western suburbs um, of Sydney mm-hmm. um, when I worked in the public health unit. We actually covered a lot of those areas, um, so out towards Cabramatta and stuff like that. And yeah. so, I spend a bit of time out that way, and it's culturally very different from inner city Sydney, um, in a lot of ways. And the sentiment I think did go against the Labor Party in the in that. You know, it's almost like a, well, it's definitely a cultural melting pot. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and here, here you've got this white woman who's basically got an American accent. White white woman from the northern know? suburb. I think she's like lives on Scotland Island, I think, which is like. Yeah, this. she does. But yeah, she's, she's originally from America. Yeah, yeah. You know, and she's got an. You know, I just don't think. Well, no, he also has an American accent, and she's American. What well, you got against American accents? <laughs> yeah, just not in politics, yeah. not in the yeah. No, I let you go. Here's the thing, though: would I be discriminated against if I emigrated to Australia, renounced my British and Irish citizenship, took up Australian citizenship, and then joined one of the parties and tried to run for, you know, the federal parliament because of my accent? Inter- I don't think you I, would I, be I think... laughed at because of your accent. Yeah. Um. You might. I... You might. You might be. You might be. Um. Question more because of your Jewishness. Actually, I would say. Um. I would. I, I, hate to, I hate to say this, but I also Australia? think the T. I think the T word will come up. For for regrettably, there will be yes, a section will. that will bring oh, that up. Oh, Transistor no, radios will come up. Transistor radios no. will come correct, up. Yes. Correct. That's a tra- oh, transitions Rita. lenses. You know the spectacles. You know those kind of glasses will come up as well. Baby, baby, I want you to run for Warringah. <laughs> Phoebe versus you want me to take over from Zali Stegel. You want me to take over from Zali Stegel? Yeah, absolutely. A, ro- a rose in Warringah. I mean, where could we go wrong? It, it'd be a very thorny debate. All I have to do is learn how to surf. Given your <laughs> given your background, uh, Phoebe, you oh, can run for McNamara. There's not surfing in Warringah. You can run for Melbourne Ports. I could do. Warringah is a very leafy suburb. I could run for McNamara or Melbourne Ports. I could do. Or I could, I could, you know, turn up on the Apple Island and say, you know, I want the seat of bats. Well, you know, the, the, one of the things that probably made some headway here in Tassie too was that there was a big lash back against there are still some laws in Tassie that permit um, that whole evil practice of, you know, conversion therapy. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and... For the record, know, I'm going to stop bit... you here. Before, just for unequivocal, unambiguousness, Conversion therapy is modern day torture of non cisgendered, non heterosexual people. I agree. Yeah. So, so there's a there's a very you know prominent debate going on here in Tassie about that. Yep. And um and that they want to definitely you know strike it out of the law book that it's a legal thing to make it illegal. Um, which I, yeah, you know, it's a well, no-brainer it, as far as I'm concerned. It's been it's been in Victoria's law for uh, some months now, and our society has run perfectly fine. <clears throat> yeah, it hasn't ruined anyone's lives, as far as I can tell. Quite the opposite. It's um, lives. Not having it. 
Yeah, basically. You know, so, um, yeah, why not, Phoebe? Or, or, or come to the Apple Isle. Yeah. You know, we'd love for, you here. Run for Melbourne Ports or Warringah or Bass or Lyon. Well, you or... know, you can, you, you can go for the north and I'll go for the south. Okay. Go. You see, we'll, we will reform the, uh, I don't know, the Apple Island Independence Party or something. Or well, you, you can beat out Jackie Lambie. Yeah, could be. You see, we don't take we don't, we take politics seriously, just not ourselves. No, exactly. Well, someone has to be the bloody adult in the room, and you two can be the bloody adults. <laughs> the bloody well, adults. Once mm. more. Mm. Um, all, all I will so, say, all I will say is that when I went to Thailand, I got a presentation box, and four items in this presentation box that could very well be seen as offensive weapons that could kill someone. These stents that I have, they are incredible pieces of engineering. The more, the more you know, the more you know. <laughs> you hang on. If you hang on at the end, I will show the camera, but that is not for consumption of our audience. I'll, I'll, please, I'll make sure the recording is Please show me the extents of your stents. <laughs> Indeed. Anyway, anything As long as you're you... not using them with intents. I have nothing more to say to that. I it, think that there is I'm, one look, thing... I'm, I'm like a queen of alliteration, what can I say? You are indeed that, that there should is, be a master. There, there is an elephant in the room that I think that we should just finish on, and that is to say, whilst we may want to save the Governor-General, we may have to save her. We may have to save his boss very soon, because his boss is celebrating 75 years of sitting on a chair. A very important chair. But it is still a chair. Yes. But it is still a chair. It is indeed. It's essentially a chair. So, so, so do we think she might be popping off sometime soon? She is 97. But she's I know. She's 96. I think, 96. I think she'll hit 100. Yeah, yeah, I, th I didn't. How long did her mother live to? 101. And her <laughs> okay. husband, 99. Yep. I think a couple more years left, but. History's page, let every stage advance Australia fair In joyful strains that let us sing Advance Australia fair